הרני מקשר עצמי לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שבדורנו לכל הצדיקים האמיתים שוכני עפר קדושים אשר בארץ המה. ובפרט לרבנו הקדוש צדיק יסוד עולם נחל נובע מכוח חוכמה רבנו נחמן פייג בן צמחה. נא נח נחמן נחמן היומן זכותו תגן עלינו ועל כל ישראל אמן. ברוך השם, today we do two very 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 crucial lessons in Likut Moran. Torah 24 of Likut Moran Tinyana, Torah 25 of Likut Moran Tinyana. that speak about two subjects, two principles in Bresev, two principles that Rabbeinu fought his entire life to, to teach us, about Simcha and Hidbodedut, two things which are actually dependent upon each other, we're going to see, and the connection between the lessons is clearly evident, and why Rabbeinu put them together in Likutei Moran um, makes total sense, and we're going to hop right in. Two fundamental lessons for anyone who wants to do Teshuvah and come close to Hashem Itbarach, who find himself in dark places, this is, this is it. Torah of Dalet. Midvah gdola liyot besimcha tamid. It's a very great midvah to be happy always. Ulitgaber ulhachik ha'atvud ve'amara shchora bechol kocho. And to put all one's effort to distance sadness and gloom with all one's strength. To put all your strength in pushing away sadness. Push it away from you. Any worries, any sadness, anything that makes you not happy, push it away. And now Rabbeinu is saying, all the sicknesses that come to a person, all of them, each and every one of them, come only because there's been a, a flaw and a damage in Simcha. Rabbeinu is saying, you have to be happy always. And if not, it's dangerous for you. Because Be'met Simcha keeps you healthy, keeps everything in place. And Rabbeinu is saying you have to put all your strength to push away sadness because sadness is going to try to overcome you. As we said in last, literally the last lesson, lesson 23, that sadness is the Satan and the Klipot. Sadness and sighing is the Klipot of Satan. Now obviously when you sign holiness from a broken heart, that comes from a place of actually happiness, which we don't even recognize the, the difference. But it's a very subtle difference, the difference between sadness and the difference between brokenheartedness. And Rabbeinu says, do not mistake the two because brokenheartedness is actually rooted in joy. And uh, brokenheartedness comes from the heart, whereas depression and sadness comes from the spleen. It's obviously very deep and has to do with Zohar and uh, Kabbalah. But the main thing is to get rid of all sadness and all sorrow. And as we said, all sicknesses come to a person because there's been a flaw in Simcha. Because your Simcha has been damaged. For now, Rabbeinu says, there's 10 types of melody. And these 10 types of melody represent joy. How do you know this? It says in the verse in Tehidim, chapter 92, upon a 10-stringed instrument, Asor comes from the word Eser, which means 10. So upon a 10-stringed instrument, upon the, the, um, the lyre, I think, And what did it say with the idea of the harp? And then what? Hashem. Because for you, Hashem, caused me to rejoice by your deeds, in your deeds. Meaning, upon the ten-string instrument, upon the lyre and upon the harp, you caused me to rejoice. So the ten-string instrument, which is eser, the ten types of melody, Rabbeinu says, because there's ten types of melody, caused one to be joyful, one to be happy. And these ten types of melody come within the ten types of uh, pulse. And now Rabbeinu is saying there's ten types of pulse. And they bring joy to the ten types of pulse. They bring life to the ten types of pulse. These ten types of melody flow within each of the ten types of pulse. Um, meaning, 
each melody is responsible for a certain type of pulse, and that melody goes within that pulse and brings life to that pulse, so that you have life. And if you damage, obviously, the melody, we're going to see you damage the pulse, and by damaging the pulse, you damage your life force, your vitality. This is Abra Adam and Tikkun And therefore, therefore, when there's a, a blemish and a damage in joy, which represents the ten types of melody, as we said above, because upon the ten-stringed instrument, which has to do with melody, you cause me to rejoice, as we said in Tehidim. So melody causes one to rejoice, and the ten types of melody bring simcha. So we see that when there's a damage in simcha, which means the ten types of melody, through this comes sickness from the ten types of pulse, which have been damaged because the ten types of melody have been damaged. And the ten types of melody represent joy. So if you damage in joy, you damage the ten types of melody, and the ten types of melody in turn damage the ten types of pulse, which is what's giving you health. All types of sicknesses are encompassed within the ten types of pulse. And then, and Rabbeinu also adds that all types of melody are encompassed within the ten types of melody. And according to how much you damage in joy and in melody, commensurate with that damage will come this sickness. And also the very wise healers, those people who are wise and who are masters in the art of healing, they gave lengthy explanations about this. That all sicknesses are actually drawn because of gloom and sadness. And joy is a very great healing. And now Rabbeinu is adding another element here. In the future, Simcha will, be, will grow very much. It will be very great. This is what the Chachamim say in the Gemara, Sukkah Yerushalmi, and in the Midrash, Rabbah in Shmini. It says over there that in the future, God will be the head of the circle of the Tzadikim in the time to come. Meaning what? There's going to be a circle of Tzadikim, and God will lead that circle. He will be in the center of the circle, leading that circle. What did that mean? Rabbeinu adds, what does it mean that God's going to be the head of the circle? Meaning that God's going to make, create a machol, a circle dance. The tzaddikim for the tzaddikim, meaning all the tzaddikim are going to gather in a circle and they're going to dance together with Hashem, with God. It's a beautiful image. And this chole circle comes from machol, which means dancing circle. And Hashem will be the head of the circle. But now Rabbeinu is playing with the word, why will God be the head of the circle, the dancing circle? Because the Shekhinah, the divine presence, rests above the head of the sick person. And the sick person, which means Chole in Hebrew, comes from the same word as Chole, which means circle, dancing circle, Machol. So because God is the head of the sick person, and Chole comes from the same word as Chole, which means dancing, dancing circle, Machol, dancing circle, so Hashem, so Hashem the Shekhinah, will also be the head of the dancing circle. So, God rests above the head of the sick person. Say in the Gemara Nedarim, page forty, it says in Tehilim, Hashem God will sustain him from the sick bed, from upon the sick bed. And as it says over there in the Gemara, that Hashem rests above the head of the sick person. Why is God rest above the head of the sick person? Because the sick person has no vitality; he has no life force. Why his his pulse has been damaged? And nothing should, the only reason why he is alive is, he is alive is because of the Shekhinah that rests above him. It's only the Divine Presence that brings him life. 
Otherwise, he has no life. He would be dead already. But, and in the future, through joy, we're going to rectify all sicknesses. Meaning there will be no such thing as sickness because there's going to be so much joy. And joy is the exact opposite of sickness. Why? Because sickness only comes from a lack of joy. From sadness, from gloom. Rabban was saying in the future, where there's going to be such simcha, such joy, and God's going to be the head of the dancing circle, that what does it also mean? That he's also the head of this, he's on the head of the sick person, meaning Hashem's going to give us all life and we're not going to be sick because there's going to be so much simcha from the dancing circle, from the, from the, from the joy of the future. And then God will be the head of the circle. Not only the head of the sick person, but meaning the head of the dancing circle. Because God is the head of the dancing circle, He will lead the dancing circle. He's at the top of the dancing circle. That also means that the joy that's going to take place in the future will also um, be responsible for nullifying all sickness. And just like God is on the head of the sick person, giving him life, so too in the future God will give us life too because of the great joy that we're going to have. Because joy is the essential, it's, it's the aspect of rectifying the sick person, as we said above. Because chole comes with the same word as machor, dancing circle. So dancing circle, which means simcha, joy, is, what's, is what um, removes sickness. This is why. It is for this reason, Rabbeinu is saying, this is the secret, why? Joy and dancing is called in the name of chole. Why? Because dancing and joy and happiness is literally the rectification for sickness. And there's a beautiful story, and I might as well mention it here. There's a beautiful story with Rabenu's daughter. Rabenu's daughter, Sarah, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, came to Rabenu once and told him that she was having a very big toothache. And um, she was really not feeling well. And it was the, the ache and the, the pain was tremendous that she, she couldn't even handle it anymore. So Rabenu told her, go to your room and start dancing. Dance one minute, two minutes. And when the pain gets greater, dance even more. And you'll see that Hashem will help you. And as she went into the room, she started dancing. And one minute came, the pain started getting stronger, two minutes. And over time, she slowly started to see, after 5, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, she began to see that the pain completely went away. And she came to Rabenu and told her father, she said, Abba, the pain's completely gone. And this idea that Rabenu told her is directly from this lesson to teach us that simcha and dancing um, is the ultimate rectification for sickness. And it's something that we have to engage in every single day. As Rabbi Nathan said, he told, once told Moshe, Rabbi Moshe Breslever, one of the main students of Rabbi Nathan, uh, came to Rabbi Nathan and asked him, how do I not see the face of Gehenna? How do I avoid going down to, to, to hell? And Rabbi Nathan told him, if you don't want to see the face of Gehenna, dance for 15 minutes every single day. And uh, this is a, a very, very big idea a very big Mesorah tradition in Breslev, that Rabenu was very, very big and Makpid on dancing and being happy constantly. And this is the essence of a Breslever, to be happy all day. Um, and we continue. And the main idea, A person must put all one's effort, all one's strength, to be nothing but happy constantly. And Rabbeinu more than anyone knows. And Rabbeinu is telling us because he himself experienced all the suffering in the world. It's a, nat it's a person's nature. It's in a person's nature 
to draw himself to gloom and to sadness because of change of circumstances and misfortunes and all these times and all the vicissitudes of time that occur. And all people are filled with suffering. Rabban was saying, don't, trust me, I know this world is difficult. This world might even be Gainam. Al-Ken, therefore, Rabban was saying, you have to put all your effort, you have to oblige yourself, you have to force yourself. With great strength. To be happy all the time, not just one hour, two hours, 24 hours a day. And the other hour, which we're going to speak about, in Torah 25 is the hour of Yitbodadut, the hour of self-reflection, which actually enables you to be happy. It seems like a paradox that when you break your heart, it's away from happiness. But no, Rabbi was saying, when you break your heart for an hour a day or more, you're able to experience true simcha after. But nonetheless, Rabbanu says that you have to put all your effort and your strength to be happy constantly, to bring yourself to joy with all that you're able to. And even with foolishness, Rabban was saying, even with foolish acts, with words of foolishness, whatever it is, that you have to be happy. Even if you dance like a chicken in the mirror, it doesn't matter. Whatever you can do to make yourself happy, put on a fake smile. Whatever you can do to make yourself happy, this is essential because sometimes you have to fake it till you make it, Rabban was saying. Literally, he's saying that right now. And Rabban was saying, you have to force yourself. Being besimcha doesn't come to you. You cannot just be happy. You have to force yourself to be happy. Happiness does not come to a person. You have to fight for it. And Rabban was saying this with full-on courage. And he's telling us with all the sorts of encouragement that we have to fight for our happiness because the evil side is going to try to bring us down into sadness constantly. But no, we must not give up and be happy constantly. Even though a broken heart is very good, Rabban says, in Nonetheless, it should only be for some hour. For an hour. And it's fitting for a person to set aside for himself an hour a day, some hour a day, to break his heart, to express himself, to express in conversation before God. As is brought by us many, many times in the books of Rabenu. Many, many times Rabenu. Uh, speaks about this and the entire book of Yishtabchut and Nefesh is literally this this idea the entire book the book up, the outpouring of the soul I recommend anyone read that Be'emet if you really want to attain true happiness and meaning and purpose and intimacy with God that is the ultimate book to really really understand how to be close to Hashem but Rabbanu also adds but after that hour a day of breaking your heart and expressing yourself in conversation to God in your own language, the, the rest of the day, you have to be entirely happy. Because from a broken heart, you can easily fall into depression and sadness. If you stay too long in the broken heart, and it's easier to fall into sadness from a broken heart than it is it's easily um, one can easily fall into depression from a broken heart more than it is easy to fall um, into laziness or lack of seriousness because of, because of happiness. Rabban was saying, a broken heart can easily lead more into sadness than happiness um, could lead into laziness and lack of seriousness and fr- um, all this frivolousness, frivolity. Um, meaning that even if we're happy 23 hours a day, it's much less likely that we're going to fall into laziness 
then it is, or lack of seriousness, then um, it is likely that um, we'll fall into depression through brokenheartedness. So Rabbeinu is saying it's much safer to be happy constantly, not in brokenheartedness, because brokenheartedness can easily lead into sadness. Because sadness and gloom is much closer to a broken heart than uh, lack of seriousness is to, to joy. Therefore, a person must be happy constantly, all the time. Rabbeinu is not saying this stam. He's saying all the time. It's only for a certain hour, a unique hour during the day, which you decide. The best time is at Chatzot. But only for that hour, for that two hours, whatever it is, um, that a person should have a broken heart. Torah Chafeh. Ha'idbodedut hu ma'ala elyona u'gdola minakor. And a line like this has never been <laughs> brought on any sefer. Look at this line. Look at this powerhouse of a line. Rabbeinu says that he bodedut, secluding oneself in meditation to speak to Hashem in your own language, to literally have a conversation with God, who ma'ala yonah, is a very, very supernal level, a very high level. Ugdola minakon. Rabbeinu says not only it's a high level, ugdola minakon, it's greater than every single avodat Hashem. <laughs> he bodedut is the highest avodat Hashem that exists. It's above everything. Ugdola minakon. He bodedut is above everything. What does Hilbodedut Rabbeinu says? To set aside for yourself under no circumstances must you miss this. But every single day to set aside an hour or more to seclude yourself alone with God in a sort of room or a field. And to express your conversation, your heart between you and your Creator. Bitanot with claims and with all these sorts of excuses, not excuses, but this this true pleading before God. With words of favor and desirable reconciliation. With true words of grace. To to seek out and to beg and to plead before God. That God draw this person close to his service. Truthfully. That's what he bought to do this. A true longing to draw close to Hashem and to beg God to draw him clo- to draw um, to draw close to him and to his service. And uh, this is the true essence of prayer. Rabbanu says this prayer and this conversation must be in the language in which you speak best. Meaning in our country, it means the language of Yiddish. Because that's the language they spoke. Because in the language of Lashon HaKodesh, the holy tongue, it's very difficult to express the conversation in this uh, language. And also the heart is not drawn after the words. And this is why Rabban was saying we don't feel true passion when we pray in the words of the Sidur, in the words of the books. Because the language of the Chachamim is very far from our heart. We don't really understand the nuance of the words. We don't really feel the connection. This is why it's so crucial. Rabbeinu says every single Jew has to do this. To speak to Hashem every single day for at least an hour. To speak to Hashem in his own language. And Rabbeinu says there is no higher about that Hashem. You think studying Torah is greater? No, Rabbeinu says Hidbodedut is even above studying Torah. And look in Hishtab Ruta Nefesh where Rabbeinu speaks about over there that Tfilah is above Torah. So this is really the highest about that Hashem a person can possibly do. It's like the Yichud room. As Rabbi Natan told one of his students, he said that a person enters Kodesh HaKodashim every single day, the Holy of Holies. 
The Holy of Holies was that innermost room in the in the Holy Temple, in which a, the Kohen Gadol, the, the the great priest, only used to enter there once a year on Yom Kippur, the, whole, the holiest day of the year. Rabbi, Rabbi Nathan said, a Jew every single day enters Kodesh HaKodeshim. You know how? He'd bought a Jew. That hour a person spends every single day is Kodesh HaKodeshim. <laughs> Imagine. The Kohen can only enter once a year, but we can enter every single day if we decide to set aside an hour to speak to Hashem Be'emet alone in the field. And Rabbeinu specifically spoke about the field as we see in Lesson 11 of Likute Morantinyana. But Rabbeinu continues, the reason why our heart isn't drawn after the words of Lashon HaKodesh is because we aren't so accustomed to the language. Because it's not our way to speak in this holy tongue. But in the language of Yiddish, that in the language which we speak and we tell stories in, it's much easier and it's much closer to a broken heart. We can easily break our hearts more in Yiddish than we can in Hebrew or for us in English or for some in French or whatever it might be. Because the heart is much closer to the language of Yiddish. Rabban was speaking, obviously, with regard to the people that he was uh, the, from the country that he was in. And the reason why we are closer to the language we speak in is because we are accustomed to it. And in the language of Yiddish, a person is able to express himself in conversation. And all that he has with his heart, he can express and tell before God. Blessed be he. Whether it's regret, or whether it's to do teshuvah, to return over the, the things which you've done in the past. And whether it's a true bakasha, a true request, a supplication, and tachanunim, supplications to merit, to draw close to Hashem from this day further, from this day and onward. Truthfully, meaning, Hibodadut is all this stuff. It's regret, it's teshuvah, it's supplications, it's requests. It's all of this conversation that's important. And the likes, etc., etc., all these things. Each and every person according to his level. Rabbeinu is saying, Hibodadut is not the same for every person. Each and every person is closer to this subject or that thing. Whatever he's going through. If a person is struggling to guard his eyes, then he should engage in speaking to Hashem about this. And beg Hashem. And it's very, very important. Be very careful to accustom yourself to be diligent in this avodah every single day for at least an hour for that unique hour which you decide, as we said above. And the rest of the day, be happy. As we mentioned above. And this practice is extremely, extremely lofty. And it's it's a pathway and a very good piece of advice to draw close to God, blessed be He. Because this is a universal piece of advice. Rabban was saying this is not only for the blessed lover. This is every single Jew. Every single Jew has to do it. This piece of advice encompasses everything else. Because upon which everything you're lacking in serving God, meaning if you don't know how to study properly or you're lacking this in Avodat Hashem, you, you don't find a wife, you, you don't know how, uh, you don't uh, you have a hard time getting married or finding someone, or you don't know how to pray with concentration, or you don't know how to go to the mikveh, 
and all this stuff, you don't have the strength to do sorts of Avodat Hashem. Everything in which you're lacking, or even if you're so far, completely far, from all sorts of service of God, you're super far. Upon all these scenarios, you can express yourself in conversation and to, to request from God that He should fill that which you're lacking in. And even if your words are sealed from you sometimes, you can't even speak. And you're not able to open up your mouth to speak before God at all. Nonetheless, Rabbanu says, this too is very good. Meaning the preparation which you decided to prepare yourself to stand before God, that too already is important. And the fact that you want, you desire, and you yearn to speak to Hashem, but you're not able to. Rabbeinu says this in itself is also very good. You can also make a prayer and a conversation from that scenario. When you're in that situation, when you don't know how to speak to Hashem, where you literally have no words for God, you're frustrated, you're angry, you're sad, you're tired, whatever it might be. Over the fact that you can't speak, you should scream out and beg Hashem that you're so far that you're not able to even speak. That should literally be your prayer. If you can't speak, make a prayer about the fact that you can't speak. And request from Hashem that He should give you, that He should have upon you mercy and compassion, that He should have compassion over you, and that He should open up your mouth, that you're able to express yourself before Him. That many, many famous, great tzaddikim have said, and have told us, that they did not get to their level, except through this practice. Rabban was saying all these great tzaddikim, the only reason why they reached their level is simply because they spent hours doing it bodhidut. And the intelligent one will understand on his own the great level of this practice of bodhidut, which goes higher and higher, which rises higher and higher, and it's applicable to each and every soul. Whenever you heard Rabbeinu speak in this manner, that this advice is applicable to everyone, there's no excuse. From smallest to biggest. Because everyone's able to engage in this practice. And through this practice, they will get to an extremely lofty level. Happy is one who grabs onto this practice and who holds by this. Rabbeinu also adds, It's also very good to make from the Torah that you study in a prayer. Turn the Torah that you study into a prayer. Meaning any, um, whenever you study or you listen to a uh, teaching of Torah from a true from the true tzaddik, then make from this a prayer. And Baruch Hashem, we have a book called Likutet Filot. Anyone who doesn't have it, run to go get it because this is the ultimate book upon the combination of Torah and Tfilah. That all the lessons of Likut Moran have a prayer that Rabbi Nathan composed on the lesson, begging Hashem to apply the advice that Rabbanu writes over there in the most awesome manner. Rabbi Nathan said this, this book is above Ruach HaKodesh, it's above the spirit of prophecy, <laughs> the, above divine spirit. It's from the 50th gate, this book. You can only imagine how big this book is. 
So when you listen to a Torah from the true tzaddik, make a prayer out of it. Meaning to beg and request from Hashem to supplicate before God to merit to attain everything which is written in that lesson. To beg Hashem when you when you will be able to merit to reach that level, to reach the, that, those pieces of advice. To tell Hashem how far you are from it. To supplicate before God. To merit, to reach everything which is mentioned in that lesson. And the one who's intelligent, but who desires the truth. Hashem will guide him on the true path. One who desires truth will be guided by God in truth. And you will understand one thing from within the next. How to engage in this. In order that your words should have grace and that you should truly, properly supplicate and make claims before Hashem. Hashem, if you desire the truth and you engage in this practice and you really try your best to do this, Hashem will guide you in the best of ways to truly, truly uh, pray before Him in the most honest and the best way, ma- in the best manner possible, the way God wants you to. To um, to to like almost find that God should appease you, and that you should find favor in His eyes, that God draw you close to Him in truth. And the idea, the subject of Sikhazo of Hidbodadut, this subject of Hidbodadut rises to a very, very lofty place, Rabbeinu says. And specifically, when you turn the Torah that you study, the, the lessons that you're engaged with and you're studying, into prayers. When you pray over the things which you're studying, from this you create awesome enjoyments above. Rabbanu says from the times of the Beit HaMikdash, of Avram and Tzachak and Yaakov, there have not been enjoyments than the enjoyments Hashem receives whenever a person turns a prayer, a, a lesson into a prayer. If only you can imagine the simcha that you give Hashem, the joy you give Hashem. When we turn uh, Torah into tefillah, and when we truly set aside the time to speak to Hashem in our own language with true, genuine, genuine love and yearning. May we have the merit to do so, Bayanet. And Bezrat uh, Hashem, may we truly, truly accomplish this because this is an ultimate practice for anyone who desires the truth and wants to become a tzaddik and wants to be righteous. This is really the only way forward now. Bezrat Hashem, Shanitke Lazer.